before yeah you never know with these you just never never things. know you never know brad Tomorrow i got knows. to get you into my life well uh, right back at you that's why i'm so happy to be recording mm. Mm. you know because tomorrow never knows <sighs> you know know what i'm saying you, know, you gotta pay the tax man I want to tell you. <laughs> it's a good day. Uh, yes. The sunshine. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> that, um, obviously I'm listening to the Revolver Super Deluxe yes. remix. Yes, we can get right into that. Why not? Yes, it's so good. <laughs> It's I know that's really not very good. descriptive, but it's so, good. Have you like listened to it? Like, like get your headphones, your cans, or your big, you know, like because like there's a lot in there that's good. Well, let's. I'm just talking about the remixed tracks. I'm not even getting into all the special content that's in there. I didn't realize there were five fucking discs. <laughs> yeah, unquote, it's discs. a lot. It's a lot. It's a, a lot. lot. No, I've I've listened to just the remixes. Okay. In fact, I was listening to got to get you into my life when you called, and so I was trying to turn that off and get the recording going. That's why I didn't answer right away. Right. But, you had uh, to call tomorrow, in uh, Doctor Robert to come do some. He got he's got to fix your AV setup. And then he's he so realized good he at, was like doing all that. They call him a doctor. He's not a. He was here doctor. for no one. You know. Right. I mean, at least that's what like, she, said, the... she said. She <laughs> said, right? And it's like, where's the problem? Here, there, there, and everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. But it's okay. But it was Adam, like 11 a.m. <laughs> thank, well, thank you. But it was 11 a.m. and it's like, hey, man, I'm only sleeping. I don't get up too early, you know. Yeah, running everywhere at such a speed. But you know, they <laughs> got to find out that there's no need. <laughs> for speed? Running everywhere. Yeah, no need for speed. <laughs> That's what I told Eleanor Rigby. That's why she's dead. Too much speed. I, yes. A little too much methamphetamine. 
killed uh, Eleanor Rigby. Yep, but now and her bird can sing finally. Yes. Oh, there's a great fucking outtake. I love a great and fucking your bird can sing. <laughs> there's such that's a good my, outtake of that one. I think that's my favorite song on this album. Remix, I don't know if I can pick one. So, do you understand? Just, mm. Let's get into the this remixes a little deep. Do you do you do you, so? Do you realize how they remixed this? No, I know nothing about it. All right. Excellent. I just know so it I, sounds fucking delicious. Yeah. So here's what they did. So they had these other 50th anniversary editions come out <clears throat> recently. Right. Sgt. Pepper, <laughs> Wide Album, Let It Be. Yep. yep Abbey yep, yep. Road. Because I guess they had like... The recording technology at the time, they had like the original tapes to go back to, mm-hmm. you know, and remix them, clean them up. Revolver, earlier, they didn't have that. They, in essence, had, I don't know, two tracks, maybe, like the, like this, you know, right and left stereo mix. Maybe they had four tracks. I'm not really sure. But things had been like bumped down and mixed together yes. already. Yeah. And there wasn't, you couldn't really make a remix of it. Until Peter Jackson oh my God. and his Get Back documentary, he developed, wow. I say he developed, I'm sure he hired people to develop this for him. But sure, he's I'm an idea, say man. He developed this special machine learning technology that understands what a kick drum sounds like, that understands what a castanet sounds like that understands what John's voice is and what Paul's voice and George's and Ringo's, so on and so forth. Because with that Let It Back, Get Back documentary, he wanted you know better audio quality, right? He wanted it because they cleaned up the video, they cleaned up the audio. So he developed oh God, this technology so to do it. Mm. So in essence, they could feed that audio through these computers and in essence, get like, well, here it is, like 36 track mix. You know, you can now go remix, remaster this stuff. So in theory, you could uh, fire that up and just listen to like John's vocals and yes. not hear much of anything else. Yes. Like if you have access to those raw materials. Yeah, you're in the audio booth there making this That's get back documentary. That's crazy. Yes. It separated everything out from like the one track recording in essence. I I would love to hear what that sounds like. Yeah. There's people that do it kind of not using it's not perfect, you know, using like a tool like Audition or Audacity to kind of like Yeah, sure. cancel out. It's it's interesting to hear that. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. But this sounds different than that. Yes. No, this is perfect. So in essence, Giles Martin said, Peter, can you please let me use your technology to redo Revolver? And Peter How do you was say like, no to George Martin's son? Sure, let's do it. So in yeah. essence, they took Revolver, they split it all up, you know, like you would in a modern studio setup and i'm 
granted, I'm talking above my pay grade here because I'm not sure. an audio engineer. I, I don't know what I'm really saying. But in essence, mm-hmm. in my primitive understanding, right? They it's in essence, good. It's, it's layman's terms. It's fine. Yes. They, in essence, split it up just like you'd have in a modern studio. Oh, here's 64 sure. tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, now let's go and mix this and turn it into right. a... Uh, that's in essence what they had, what Giles Martin had for Revolver. I need a little Better chorus than anything on Ringo's they've ever had. vocals because uh, he needs a little help. Well, let's isolate Ringo's vocals, put a little chorus on there, mm-hmm. maybe a tiny bit of reverb, just on Ringo's vocals. Yes. So in essence, Incredible. they were able to take this material, machine learning, cleaned it all up for them, and in essence, they were then able to remix it <clears throat> and uh you know in essence make it sound like it was recorded in a modern studio today it does sound like that <laughs> yeah i had no amazing. idea any of this was going on or how they did it but as i was listening to it it just seemed the word that stuck out to me was present it just seemed yes. so present yeah no exactly like eleanor rigby is where it really hit me first because like the strings in that oh like yeah, the shit. i'm gonna say it's a cello right the lower string mm-hmm. like you can hear the strings on that instrument yeah you can hear mm-hmm. the actual texture of the string as that bow is going across it you can feel that texture in a way that i don't think you like i would previously say you know like you just it's rare to hear that in a recording yeah so well defined you know it's like whatever in like photo in like lightroom you have that clarity slider like they slided the clarity up now uh, this also creates weird feelings because i'm like well a machine learning thing like made this happen like this isn't actually are we actually it's just an interesting question like are we actually hearing the beatles are we hearing what a computer decided these beetles would sound like the computer is very good at doing it though you're disregarding the human element of this though the machine learning isolated each component but there's still uh giles or whoever like adjusting the sliders and tweaking things to make it sound right to the human ear which ai can't replicate yet there's tons of creative decisions that Giles yeah. Martin's made. Thousands, I'm not tens necessarily of discounting thousands. that. But okay. even if it's just, let's say it's a track of Paul's voice, isolated. Now we're just hearing Paul uh-huh. singing Eleanor Rigby. Just his voice. Yeah. It feels a little weird. You're because searching it's not for, his voice. You're searching for absolute truth here. <laughs> yes, you know? that's my downfall always. <laughs> There's no such thing, really. But it does sound amazing. And a great way uh, to um, compare, I found also, is um, the the last disc. How many discs are there? Five, did you say? Yeah, the fifth one's very short. Oh, the fifth one. Okay, it's the fourth disc. Yeah, fucking mono. It's the mono versions. I can't wait and to get into that. These are the original business. mono versions. So you I can't can wait. very easily, yeah, listen to Eleanor Rigby in mono, and you're like, this sounds really good. I would say if this remix did not exist, these monos would be my favorite way to listen to the Beatles. Because that severe track separation that they did yeah. in everything, 
except for their last <laughs> two albums, it's very hard to listen to in headphones, in my opinion. It's very just, it causes problems. Like, I generally just can't do it. I'm just like, I'll listen to it a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I'll listen to it on like a stereo in a room. <laughs> all the sound kind of mixes together. All right. Yeah. But having like the horn blaring in your right ear while, you know, uh, the, the, the harpsichord is blaring right into the left ear. It's like, it's like a psychological, I don't know. It's like they're trying to like break me down with torture or something, you know, blaring two completely separate things into each ear. Which made sense for like revolution number nine. Yes. Yes. But, you know, listening to Martha, my dear, that way hmm. doesn't work. So anyway, yes, hmm. it's very easy. I like listen to the mono Eleanor Rigby and then, okay, listen to that for 15 seconds. Now let me play the 222 <laughs> remix. It's right there on the same playlist in Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. And then you hit play and it's just like, yeah, worlds apart. Just Amazing. jumps right out at you. Yeah. And there's so many little things in there that I feel like I've kind of discovered or never really appreciated or heard quite right. Um, like what? <clears throat> well, in For No One, there's a clavichord is like that weird harpsichord style thing mm -hmm. in the background. And in the chorus of For No One, that clavichord, there's something a little off about like the chords they're playing it's a little i don't know if it's detuned slightly or if it's like a little atonal somehow and it's really like you can really hear the clap that's the thing you can hear even though okay I'm, I'm listening to this with my headphones but yeah i'm listening right now too <laughs> i can hear um i didn't mean right now but i just meant in general like i um i mean i'm listening to it right now <laughs> i that's how i am taking in this this uh this 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 uh remix and i can hear every instrument so clearly in the remix you know whereas it kind of just becomes kind of like <clears throat> in the pre-remix versions it's almost like and especially pre the 2009 versions especially it becomes just kind of like this sonic soup like, yeah, I can hear the music, I like the groove, I can sing along, but like really knowing all that's going on in there, I, I don't know. Hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to pick out sometimes in some of yeah. these songs. Yeah, maybe. But I can really hear that clavichord, and there is something, and so then I went back to listen to the originals, like, is that in there? And I'm like, oh yeah, it is in there. But it was never so, f I never was able to pick it out, I guess. But it's not overwhelming in the new versions. I don't no, no, feel no. like it's like out of place. It, like no, no, but it's, it's not even necessarily details. more prominent in the mix, right? It, you could just, you <laughs> which just is weird. It. You can hear it, but it's not more prominent. I don't know how that makes sense, yeah. but it does. Um, <clears throat> and I think the, the one, thing about yeah. harpsichords and clavichords, though, at least because we had a harpsichord for a while, I think they're kind of. Uh, atonal or detuned a little bit just because yeah, there's, there's so many more them. strings yeah you know if you're making guitar music you got six strings this fucker has like 50 or whatever mm -hmm. and some yeah. of those little notes 
I'm not saying maybe they didn't have it tuned quite right, but maybe they didn't or intentionally or not. But also like, you know, you're, you're just, every note is a couple of strings. So like, it's a little off. They're right together. So it's almost like a little dissonance there. And you're able to hear that now in the new mixes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, and I already mentioned like the Eleanor Rigby strings, they just like, that's one of the things that really get like those strings just soar and sing and are e- just so clear in the remix. Even in Taxman, like right out of the mm-hmm. gate, the yes. sort of like, again, maybe it's kind of the theme of this album, but like the, uh, the muted, and, you know, guitar chords that they're playing, they play and then they mute it. Mm-hmm. And they're not quite, they're a little like, they're a little jarring, but I could hear, I could just hear those chords so clearly. And like when they, when they change it, I don't know who's playing that. It seems kind of like it would be a John thing to do, but uh, he kind of rushes that last like real quick chord before it's like, as I'm not taxed, man, before they go into the, sort of the chorus. He kind of mm-hmm. rushes it, and it's like it's not super clean, mm-hmm. so it's not perfect. And you can hear that now, like it's right there, which yeah. doesn't diminish the song. It actually, makes it great because it's like, holy shit, human beings are playing this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I said the same thing in the '09 remixes. I was <laughs> like. It's so amazing because it's like you're not hearing the music. It's like you're hearing, like you're hearing the drumstick hit that membrane on the drum. You're hearing a pick vibrate, hit that string, and you hear the string vibrating. Like in a way that like it wasn't just like, yes, here's our notes from this instrument. Like you're hearing the physicality of it. And in yeah. this, it takes that effect times 10. It's visceral. And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I will say you mentioned Taxman. The one change in this remix that maybe I don't like, <clears throat> maybe it's it's the only thing that's even borderline is the hum of the amplifier in the beginning of Taxman. I did not listen to this with headphones, so I'm just well, going to play it for myself real quick. Yeah. Well, in the remix, you do not hear the hum, but there was always a very pronounced hum, like it starts. <clears throat> You know, it kind of starts, you hear a little like twiddling on the guitar. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, one, two, right. three, four. Yeah. And it starts. But like while that whole thing happens, there's like a hum, an o like a overarching hum of like a you know, an amplifier, like turn like like you know, turn I'm gonna say turned up to the max or whatever. I don't know. To eleven. To eleven and that gave like this feeling like, okay, I'm in the room with these guys. The amp is turned on. They're about to fucking rock out, you know? Like, I liked that hum of the amplifier going with all of that, you know, little <laughs> guitar twiddling and one, two, three, four. You know what I mean? And you're saying that's gone in this mix. They they <clears throat> removed the amp hum. And that's the one cleanup thing that I think maybe they shouldn't have cleaned that up. Let I think that listen amp- to this. Let me listen to this for a yeah, couple yeah. seconds. Yeah. Let, me, let me play it. Yeah, I don't hear any hum there at all. Yeah. You but can hear you him diddling and, around back there and kind of yeah. coughing and shit. So like are I'm you doing. on Spotify right now? Yeah. 
Scroll down to disc four and listen to the beginning of Ta- Taxman Mono. All right. I- I'm just go. saying that because it's the easiest way to get to an older version of it. I- I'm turning the volume up a little bit. I have to be careful because I'll get some feedback, but uh, yeah. maybe, maybe you can hear it a little bit. Huh. It's very subtle. It's very low, too. I expected something, I don't know, higher pitched. It's just yeah. kind of like... Yeah. That amp hum <clears throat> is the only... Th- I th- it's the only thing so far i found where I'm like, you know, I think that's better with the amp hum. It adds huh. to that little opening yeah. thing. That's the only... That's my only possible, like, thing to say, like... You know, I'm not one of these. I'm not going to jump on the board like, oh, you shouldn't mess with this classic album. Leave it like it was in 1966, you know. Yeah, update it, remaster it. <clears throat> so you're but, saying uh, uh, they kind of like sanded that rough edge off and they should have left it because you can hear so much other detail now. It's like a little yeah. more prickly. But in this case, they eliminated the prickle. I always felt that that amp hum really set the mood. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. And you. it's gone. I understand, like, oh, we don't want hum. Like, you know, we don't want a hum over like, interfering with the music, per se, or something. But that intro, yeah. that hum, it really sets the mood for me. It's just like, okay, they're about to strike. It's <laughs> like in um, Back to the Future, when Marty McFly has that ridiculous giant yeah. amp, yeah. and he turns it on, and he, like, hits the thing. Like, it's almost like that. Like, yes, the right. amp is fucking primed. I'm about to get my brains blown out. There's some tension there because of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh boy, something's gonna happen now. Mm-hmm. Well, before it's too late, we could uh, we could tweet at Giles. I, I just saw a couple of tweets from him pop yeah, up on my the, thread. I'm sure he hasn't gotten any feedback from the fans about his work on this. Doubtful, doubtful, <laughs> doubtful, doubtful. Um, <laughs> This is but, why we uh, didn't, same reason we didn't do Star Wars minute, right. you know? Right. Yes. <clears throat> Wasn't the right ethos for us, you know? <laughs> we need a little more laid back of an ethos. Mm-hmm. God, we would have gotten trampled underfoot. So, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so, you're listening to this on Spotify, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Spotify does not have the Dolby Atmos version. They don't. Which I will say, I don't know about Dolby Atmos. Neither do I. I try to understand it. So when Dolby Atmos first came to Apple Music, everything I read about it, because I was like, well, what the fuck is this, right? And they were like, you don't need special headphones for Dolby Atmos. That's the whole point of Atmos. Okay is that it will work on any setup. <clears throat> so the idea is, um, with Dolby Atmos, is... Well, let me just close the loop on what I was about to say. But now there's like, oh, it might, you might need you might want to listen to things on Dolby Atmos headphones, like it, Dolby Atmos-supported headphones. I, I don't know. Uh, so I've been listening to Dolby Atmos stuff since, like, I don't know, for a while now. With just regular headphones. But, and I don't have an issue with it. And I think it sounds great. So the idea behind Atmos, and again, I'm going to blame in terms of this. People feel free to write in, send in corrections. 
if I'm really fucking this up, this explanation. But as I understand it, Dolby Atmos, so when you are mixing or perhaps <laughs> mastering, I don't know, an album, a music, a file, audio, previously you would, let's say, mix it for stereo and be previously like, okay, right on left. the West Wing. That's all I think exactly. about now. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. Or you would be, okay, this is Dolby 5.1, so let me mix it for that. You know, you mm-hmm. have five speakers, a sub, let's mix things around. Oh, sure. Dolby 9.1, 7. You know, yeah. Dolby Atmos, the idea is you kind of place these tracks spatially where you, where you want them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you want this track to be off to the right a little bit and maybe up high and this one to the left and like that you know in essence in a full three-dimensional space but you're doing it all in these stereo. tracks where you want them to be and then when you play it back the player will be like oh this is dolby 9.1 so i'm going to use all nine speakers and i know where they are to create this illusion oh it's just a headphones right and left ear well i will now play the audio in that format, right and left, but to create that illusion of where mm-hmm. these things are placed, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, in a nutshell, what Atmos does. And what I will say is when I turn at, because I was doing a lot of, when I was in this revolver, a lot of like Atmos on, Atmos mm-hmm. off, Atmos on, Atmos off, you know, trying to, because there's a little in Apple Music, there's a little in the settings, a little toggle. Mm-hmm. And now I ultimately could... prefer the Atmos versions okay. in my regular headphones. I've never used a Dolby Atmos headphone. I'm not sure. Where, like I said, when it first came out, all the thing that I was doing was like, no, you don't need, there's no such thing as Atmos headphones. Like, you don't need that. That's the whole point of Atmos, is it'll work on anything. I don't know shit about Atmos but or now, how it works, but like people have been, been doing that kind of stuff forever, but manually using like EQ, uh, reverb, shit like right. that to make right. it seem like it's like farther up like above yeah. you or behind you or in front of mm-hmm. you and it seems like atmos yeah. is kind of doing that automatically now. yes like it gives the audio producer an interface where you just drag like i want right this sound here this sound here you know in a, in a three-dimensional space and, it and just it'll makes apply it whatever effects whatever like sweet or mixture of effects to create the illusion that it's off to the right or off to the yeah. left or above. i made it may you. just be how it yeah how it like does the level in each ear if you're doing a headphone to simulate that right there's more to it than that though i don't know that it adds reverb or anything it maybe does. it does i don't okay know. it's like saying it's like auto-tune. Good auto-tune, you don't notice it. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not like... Right, right, right. You know, it, you don't yeah. notice it. So, yeah, you, you, you do use reverb. It's not going to sound like you recorded it in a castle like Led Zeppelin right, 4, right. but it'll just push it either back into the mix, which would make it seem like it's behind you, or it'll mm-hmm. bring it forward, which will make it seem like it's in front of you. And right. even if you listen to it isolated, maybe you wouldn't might notice it a little bit. But if it's in the mix, you wouldn't notice that there's more or less reverb on it necessarily. It just works. If you use it subtly, it yeah. works to like push things around and move them around spatially, like you said. 
Yeah. And it seems like and, this and just does it like <laughs> it's the it, easy switch. Go. <laughs> it does it automatically, but the benefit of doing it automatically is it can then do it automatically for whatever audio setup you have. You have a nine speaker setup. Right. Right. Fine. You have your just headphones. Fine. Five. Spe- it's not like, well, this is, you know, you know, like when you watch a movie and it's, it's the, you're playing the Do- Dolby 5.1 track, but all you have is like a sound bar and it's like, I can't fucking hear half the sound like why (laughs) is the music so loud it's making my ears bleed but when the people talk i can't fucking hear what they're saying you know like it avoid i guess in theory it it avoids that it's like well i know you just have a sound bar so i'm gonna play it that way simulating this but anyway okay so what i would say is listening to revolver in atmos the difference is it's kind of like i said before how you listen to it at headphones and you're kind of being like shouted at right into your ear in a way. But when I switch on Dolby Atmos, it sounds like even though I'm wearing headphones, it sounds like I have like a stereo in my room and I'm listening to it on the stereo. Kind of. Right. It's kind of hard to describe, but that's the closest it comes to. So I I do prefer the Atmos versions. you you prefer the Atmos versions? Yes, that I'm listening okay. to in non-Atmos headphones. That Which supposedly you they used to, to say you didn't need, but now I guess Atmos they. Re- I'm thinking, is it like some money grab? They're like, hey, we can sell everyone new headphones if we say you need Atmos headphones. I'm sure there's some marginal benefit to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of defeats the purpose if if you're correct about what <laughs> Atmos is in right. fact doing. If I'm even correct, which is another thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different conversation. Um, yeah, th- I feel like other systems have something similar. Dolby just like patented their version right. of it. You know, like even we mm-hmm. have a sound bar upstairs, and there's like a surround setting, so it'll it'll take the incoming audio signal and then do something i don't know right. if it splits it out based on like eq or whatever right but like other but that's, other systems kind of have this but it's not i don't think it's, it's splitting it out in. on eq but this is right. something the producer can make right right the engineer can do to be like well i want it to be like this and then it will theoretically play correctly Right, right. Now, the the Atmos thing, it's not a hardware thing. It's a software thing, yeah. right? Like Apple mm-hmm. Music has Atmos built in. So this Atmos track, it can like play it and interpret it. So it's not like Dolby Atmos and then you watch on Netflix on your soundbar. Like it won't work unless Netflix supports Atmos and right. has the Atmos content on there. Right, right. But. I just, uh, I've never been a big fan of the way Apple handles its music. And so I haven't jumped into yeah. that yet. Yeah. I switched to Apple music just, um, because I was able to like bundle that with like my, like two terabytes iCloud storage and right stuff. It's just like, I was able to save a little money and I'm like, you know, I'm going to save a little money. I've, I've like had a, subscription to pretty much everything that exists and i'm starting to very slowly peel it back just be like you know i don't need a subscription to like everything like i don't need to be spending that many monies every month 
it adds up, you know? It does add up. Death by a thousand paper cuts. So I was like, you know what? I have Apple Music already part of this Apple One. So I'll just get rid of Spotify, even though Spotify, I think, is a much better app. But at the end of the day, you load up your music app, you type in the search bar what it is you want to hear and hit play. And Apple Music does that just as well as Spotify. Right. So does it uh, does it have the like same sort of feature as Discover Weekly? Um, it has like it's I'll say it's nowhere near as good as Spotify's. It mm-hmm. has equivalents to that, yeah. but it's not as good. Spotify was definitely better for discovering new stuff, I think. Mm. Um, at first, when Apple Music first came out, I liked some of their stuff because they had like human curated stations as mm. well as kind of like the equivalent mm-hmm. of like radio shows that you could listen to. Right. You know? And mm-hmm. like I liked that because like I found some of those I liked and they played some really fart out, far out shit. And fart out shit. <laughs> Farted out some far out shit. Good the, thing uh, it's radio. Yeah, and some of them are done by like uh you know, like like musicians and stuff, you know, like Josh Hame Home. Hame, I don't know how you say his name. From uh Queens of the Stone Age. He had a show on there that I kind of enjoyed. Cause he'd play all kinds of weird shit, you know? Yeah, you and don't he would like get kind that of, as much. you know on spin he'd like spin the tracks he'd you know he'd be like hey i'm josh hotman and you're listening to the alligator hour oh that's up, cool. ne- up next is uh so and so from this so, yeah it was like listening to like every week there'd be like another in essence like hour-long radio show and like I, I serious found, xm basically yes and i found some of those shows except they're like listening on demand you know what i mean yeah yeah and there was a handful of those that I really liked. There was one show that was like St. Vincent did a show where people would send her like a story. Like they would send a story like, like I don't... oh, you know what it was? People would send her a recording saying, uh, talking about a road trip they'd be going on that usually had some kind of emotional thing. Like I'm traveling across the country to... Uh, visit my grandmother who I haven't seen in 25 years because we had a falling out or whatever, but Mm -hmm. blah, 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 Mm -hmm. and tell the story. And then St. Vincent would be like, well, I have just the music for your road trip, just to play, you know, and then play that, right? And like each person, like one person's journey would be like one episode. So each week it was like a different situation. Very cool. And she'd be like, okay, I'm going to make the playlist for this situation for you guys. Like, the, set the mood. And it was a cool show. I liked it. I discovered a lot of interesting music. We conceptualized something similar a few years ago on this show. I think I was like, what, we should do, like, episodes of our show that are tailored for people's commutes. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Yes. So it's like, oh, I have a 20-minute commute to work. It's like, all right, well, you listen to, you know, the subset of our show that are 20-minute episodes. Yes, yes. Or if you have an hour-long commute, here's a subset that are one-hour episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but, you know, it's about execution, man. Yeah. Anybody can have an idea execute the idea 
We did not. But you know, it's it. it's weird that Spotify does not have content like that because they built the tool to allow anyone to do that. It is, which it I is think weird. is really cool. Yeah. And I feel we're like dropping the ball by not utilizing it, but it's weird because it's not taking off. No one's really using it. Like these like music plus talk things you can make in Spotify. We've talked about doing a sticks and scones that style so people right. could hear the full music in Spotify and everything. But you have um, to kick out to the thir- third party. You'd have to do that through Anchor. Yes, you'd have to listen. You'd only be able to listen to it in Spotify because you can't just... But I guess I'm thinking, you know, just like Apple has these like Josh Homme and St. Vincent and Elton John and Q-Tip and all these people that used to be producing content. To be honest, I haven't listened to any of that in a long time. I don't know if they even still did it or after. Maybe those things just aren't popular, even with the star power, Hmm. like no one was listening. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I'd have to see if those things are even still, if Apple's still making those. Things change, man. I thought they were cool. Things change, man. I I haven't listened to a podcast in years yeah well this lack of driving has really put a damper on my listening habits for sure mine too mine too so we had (laughs) we had to get our duct work cleaned out speaking about lack of driving (laughs) and the two guys showed up and they you know parked their car and they get out and i had to move my car so they could like you know, drive their van up the driveway to get it closer to the house. So, you know, I parked my car on the street. I'm walking back up and I seen one of the guys and he's there like looking at my car and like taking pictures of it with his Mm -hmm. phone, with this like gigantic grin on his face. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, you like that? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what year is that? like uh, honestly i i have no idea <laughs> i just am not a car person you know it's like it's probably like 10 years old i don't know <laughs> he's like wow wow <laughs> is it for sale <laughs> i'm like <laughs> no it's my car what are you right doing? i have no and i don't know it's a jetta like <laughs> it's there a like is that maybe you're Jetta's sitting like, on a gold mine you don't realize it. maybe they just continue the Jetta and the Jetta community like i know the honda elements are like that are they really because i was on the honda element super fan as you know for a while yeah yeah so was my brother and um they're gone now they don't make them anymore but my brother shout out to vince out there if you're listening hey vince he bought a couple years ago stab a, a honda element like a used one, in essence. He, you know, was looking for just the right one, you know. Better hold on to it. That would have the right mileage and the right price, you know. But, yeah, and he eventually got another one because he's just like, that's my car, man. I, I know Jettas do have a fan base like that also. Yeah, I guess so. So maybe but like, there's a thing like that. I don't know. Maybe. Don't know the answer. It's been sitting under the trees for, like, months at a time. So it's all, like, dirty, you know, too. That baby will polish right up. I guess so, <laughs> but it was just weird. But uh, speaking of like people that come to service your home, you said uh, you mentioned fart not too long yes. ago. Oh boy, um, okay. 
Well, we had people come to service. This is a while ago now. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, our, you know, our tubes were clogged. Our tubes mm-hmm. were clogged, Brad. Yeah. A series of tubes. That's all it is. And sometimes they're all filled up. And in this neighborhood, when our house was built, they were using these four foot long sections. Like, I don't know if they're like clay or ceramic or something for the uh, septic line to run out to the street. Oh, okay. To interconnect or to connect with the, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, main line that takes it to the Mm -hmm. wherever. But they did it in sections. And so over time, the tree roots get in there. Oh, yes. I'm very familiar with this concept. Make this web work that clogs it all up. Yeah. So we called Roto Rooter and he discovered he couldn't fix it. So he had to call in like the big boy Roto Rooter. (laughs) You know, Mr. Roto Rooter, basically. You got to put a Mr. on the front. Yes. And they went up to like the. That guy uh, was like, please, Mr. Roto Rooter is my dad. (laughs) That's right. And you could, he was like being like deferential to the two guys that came with like. (laughs) Right. The 10,000-gallon tank that they went up to the top of the street, and I think they used the fire hydrant and filled it from that. Are you allowed to? I don't know. They did it. And then they came and they, like, sent this, like, thing from the street up to our house that, like, sprayed this super high-powered jet to the front, to the back, to the sides, and it just, like, rocketed its way destroying all this these web works of yeah it's, tree it's roots. kind of like a uh, like a water cutter water etcher or something exactly almost. it's like they lightsaber their way through the yeah. bulkhead um but anyway so i was out there kind of, you know it's kind of fascinating just to see i want to know like what's going on you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and they broke through the main root web work at one point and uh you know it the uh the product <laughs> came flowing out we're looking down into the like manhole now down into the area and it comes flowing out <laughs> and the mr rotor rooter was two guys one was obviously kind of the boss older laid back not laid back just like business then the other guy was obviously like his minion also right. an older guy but like he's no businessman you know he's just salt of the earth like era <laughs> and right. when the product all of a sudden came gushing out mm-hmm. he, he like kind of l- turns and looks at everybody and goes <clears throat> stinky <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that that's that's my, that's my, my poop <laughs> My wife's poops, my daughter's poops. You don't, you don't just turn and go with like all like slyly like stinky. stinky. <laughs> I love it. It's like, yeah, we had chicken parm last night. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably been built up in there for days or weeks, even. Oh, longer than that, probably. Who yeah. knows? Well, Could how be much from can really fill that pipe? You know, I think about that. <sighs> I like think about it, too. Because it's the water, too, maybe to some degree. 
So I went through something very similar recently, like just this year, like earlier this year. Um, did we ever talk about that? But in essence, I had the same thing. There was like a blockage and it started to back up into the house. Oh, God. Um, I have a septic tank, though. All right. So what I learned with the help of the septic tank person we called to help with this is, you know, in essence... Um, you know, there's at the there's at several points along the line. There's like an opening. Can't think of the word for it. But in essence, it's like you know the the tube goes underground from the house to the tank. But then it near the house and then near the tank, there's like the tube. You know, there's like a like a T or something, right? Uh-huh. And it goes up to the surface with a lid, so you can unscrew it to like get down there if you yeah. have to unblock it. In essence. It's an access. Um, I guess there's a similar thing. I guess there's the same thing if you go to a sewer, too. But, um, yeah, so going in there, found a long enough piece of something to put down there and just kind of, like, try to break up a blockage or whatever. Okay. And then when I did that, yes. So I'm now very intimately... Because how the stuff gets from the house to the tank has always been somewhat abstract to me. Like, I understand the concept that there's, like, tubes. Gravity. And it's just gravity. But, like, gravity's not that... I mean, the tube isn't at that much of an angle. It doesn't you know have I mean? to be. It's like an inch an inch over so many feet. I've dug yeah. these these trenches before. We had to measure yeah. it and shit. I'm just surprised it gets all the way out there with a single flush. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But it, somehow it does. But, yeah, I had a similar thing. Like, because it was blocked up there, I, like, put a thing in there, kind of twisted around... Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, let her rip and oh God. So let me tell you, Oh boy. I can look down. It's blocked. I let it rip. Everything starts flowing through like, you know, torrential, like (laughs) super fast flow. You know what I mean? Like the overflowing flooding river type, like you're going to get swept away in this is happening below my feet in this. One of those horrible Instagram reels that I see that I, inevitably end up clicking on where the river is just like raging and there's people standing right next to it yeah but it i guess was so much going through the flow rate was so high it started to very quickly bubble up no and i'm looking down and it starts approaching me no so fucking fast no it it did not hit me i moved quick enough and it never quite shot at like it got like right to the tippy oh. almost to the tippy top and then went back down oh, but God. for about two seconds oh. i was so fucking afraid of what was going to happen oh, it was God. so fucking like it was fast it shot up the oh. water level raised the probably like five or six feet it needed to go um yeah in just a few moments Oh my god. Bubbling, churning. Oh god. Up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you just got to call it at that point. You know, you got woods, just pick a direction and just start walking and just right. uh, see how far you get and then that's it. Yeah. You had a good run, just it's over now. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back from that. No. It's like, uh, 
Yes. Well, you probably haven't gotten to that episode of Seinfeld yet with the toothbrush. No, I'm on season seven. Towards yeah, the beginning that's a of seven. Even season eight or nine. I can't remember which one it is. It might be season nine. I can't remember now. I just finished eight. the Soup Nazi. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yes, there is an episode involving what happens when you get contaminated with bathroom Ugh. things. And, uh, yeah, it was it would have been very apropos. This would have been like that episode on in on on uh, like going to warp speed warp oh. hyperdrive levels but yeah cuz it's under pressure mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> cuz we've talked on this show before about being contaminated by that kind of stuff our i don't even know if you remember it but our upstairs toilet we got somehow we were stupid enough to get suckered into the like flushable cat litter Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, fantastic. And we started doing it. Of course, it just clogged it up. It's like, fuck. <clears throat> Got it fixed, whatever. But the toilet was right above my mom's closet. You might know her name's Gigi. But then I went down there because there had been some leakage. And there was one of those, like, big plastic bins, you know, tubs with the lid mm-hmm. on top. And I grabbed it and... But the lid is, like, indented and it was filled with... uh human and feline waste mm. and water and it dumped all over my head and face and body. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <sighs> I mean, at some point... But it wasn't under pressure. I just yeah. dumped it on myself. It's still pretty bad. It's, it's still bad. And it's feline point, stuff too. Yeah, you just the feline stuff is somehow much easier to deal with than the human stuff. Toxoplasmosis, baby. Well, I mean, maybe on paper it's more dangerous, right? Right. But Although yeah. if you have an indoor cat, they're not just spontaneously getting that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah, parasite. I guess so. True. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, yeah just the, the human... pure gross factor. The yes. human stuff yes. is way worse. Yes, yes, I agree. Hard agree on that. So speaking of Seinfeld, we do have a revisit. Okay, let's get to it. From last episode. Let's start the show. Because we did talk about, last time, the Seinfeld episode, The Betrayal. Reverse story structure, right. Reverse chronological order, and we were Mm -hmm. talking about Christopher Nolan, and we were talking about, like, well, is that who originally did that? Like... Right. Is it like Rashomon? Like there's some classic thing and now like all kinds of people redo that. And we didn't know. But you did a little research. I did. Afterwards. And you uncovered the great uh, truth of this. The behind the scenes DVD commentary on that episode. Which we did include in the show notes of last episode. But I feel like we should. uh... It's worth mentioning. You're already running. Keep going. The, uh, well, so this ep- Seinfeld episode, The Betrayal, which is told in a reverse chronicle- chronological order and deals with um, a betrayal of, uh, you know, in essence, having sexual relations with someone you shouldn't, mm-hmm. uh, 
is based on a 1978 play by Harold Pinter called The Betrayal about someone who was having an affair he should not have been having, in essence, The Betrayal. Well, it's called Betrayal, not The Betrayal. Oh, it is? Okay. But, hey, close enough. Yes. So, there we go. It's right there. And even what I noticed, they didn't mention this in the commentary, but having just watched the episode, I was very... That... The char- one of the characters in this episode is named Pinter. Right. As an homage to... Uh, it's the groom. The groom Harold is named Pinter. The Pinter. groom is Pinter. Yes. Right. So... And the author of the play Betrayal is Harold Pinter. Yes. So there you go. So this is, if you, I guess you are into, you know, literature and plays, studying screenwriting. I don't know. You've got your MFA and creative writing. Like, I guess this is a very well-known Probably. Thing. Illiterate slobs like us had no idea. <laughs> right. No. Clueless. And I mean, the thing that I think is great, again, season nine of Seinfeld, I'm surprised how much I like it. I mean, it's not like the classic season three, season four Seinfeld, but they're just balls to the wall with craziness. Like, for example, doing this fucking episode. You can't you know? you keep saying it. I can't wait to get there. In yeah. fact, I probably haven't even seen all of those episodes. No, I'm, I haven't seen... I want to say I've seen almost none of these episodes. Oh, I can't wait. But I also, well, I don't want to oversell it too much. Okay, yeah, yeah, calm down. It's way better than season eight. Season eight, it, the show was tanking. It was floundering, I think, with Larry David's exit. Hmm. It was okay, and there's some great moments, some great eps, but it was clearly like, this is like, yes. Like, it's kind of like those Twitter threads you see where it's like, well, here, this is a, like, you know, they try to take something and put it into Seinfeld language or something, mm-hmm. you know? Not really. Like, it was kind of like that. Like these writers knew about Seinfeld. They understood the formula. They were using the formula, but it just lacked the, I guess, maybe the pure unhinged <laughs> creativity self, like of like Larry Dave. You know what I mean? The unvarnished truthiness. Yes. But season nine, they're just like, and I think it's similar because in this clip about this betrayal episode, uh, they mention the elephant. Right. How they were like, you know, it's Seinfeld. We're like the most popular. We like they pretty much would say yes to anything. We we want so, an elephant, an actual yeah, elephant. <laughs> like kind of jokingly, he's like, "Well, could we get an elephant for this episode?" They're okay. like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then they show, yeah, there was an elephant in this yeah. episode because they're. Supposed to be in India. Does India actually have elephants? That's a good yes. question. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. But uh, it was, in essence, um, yeah, they, they got an... So just like their fiduciary kind of like anything goes, I feel like they kind of were... They learned how to thrive in this anything goes in the writer's room type of thing, you know? Well, let's do a version of Harold Pinter's The Betrayal. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Shit. great. But it was a fucking great episode. There's so many. It's brilliant. Brilliant. It's Can't crazy. Can't wait for you to get to that one. It's crazy that there's elephants in India and in sub-Saharan Africa, but nowhere in between. Yeah. Because they used to be con- conjoined, I guess. Or were they just, you know, transplanted by... Those colonial... colonizing bastards colonizing or just migrant people maybe even earlier than what 
How does a migrant person transport an elephant? They rode it there. 6,000 miles. They rode it there like a horse. Hey, Hammurabi tried that. Crossing the Alps didn't work too well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was uh, reading about Mal Evans. Somebody somewhere had mentioned, yeah, what a tragic story. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then Mal I read his Evans. whole... Uh, the Beatles roadie who went on to like... Oh. He's, he's all throughout. The, he bangs the anvil and Maxwell's silver yes, hammer. Yes, yeah, as soon as you that. said Ma yeah, Mal... <laughs> From from get back, know who yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got I shot to death by the cops. Me. He was all drugged up. When? In nineteen seventy six. Jesus, I had no idea. Yeah, he was all fucked up and depressed because even though he was living with his girlfriend, he was depressed because his wife was divorcing him. His girlfriend called the cops because he got this like air rifle out and he was like up in the bedroom, just like I don't know on Xanax or whatever the fuck. I'll, just out of his mind, she called the cops. They came in, were pointing their guns at him, telling him to drop the air rifle. He was kept pointing it at them, and then they just shot him. That is that is a tragedy. That is sad. Bang, bang. Yeah. But you should... There's a lot in here that is uh, pretty crazy. In in what now? It's the story just, of Mal Evans? Yeah, just this, the Wikipedia entry, even. Gotcha. Just him. Insane shit. Um, and also, if I may, let me see. I think I had another revisit here. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes back, it leapfrogs back a couple episodes ago, but it also leapfrogs back 10 years ago. You're supposed to send a photo of the herky-jerky grass, the orange sedge, to the guy who identifies grasses with weird precision. And did you ever do that? No. Okay. Moving right along. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, we're, we're closing in here. Do you want to... Uh, this is... We're celebrating 10 years of gutter balls. And... Uh, We'd be remiss if we didn't at least shout out episode six. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Obviously. I think I read the episode description last time. Uh, you can do it this time. All right. I'm, um, I'm bringing it up. Episode six. If you're looking for it, all you have to do is go to gutterballs.tv. And on the left... Click on all episodes and scroll down, or you could enter gutterballs.tv slash 006, and it'll take it right there. And Brad, if you're looking to uh, engage with any of our various outlets, gutterballs.tv is a good place to start also. You can get to our Twitter yeah, got, feed, Facebook page, all, all that shit, all that shit. Buy a fucking mug, you know, buy a fucking mug, first of all. You degenerates out there. Yes. But also, I need to buy another fucking mug. Remember how I had that chip on my mug? It's yes. much, much bigger now, and it's become untenable, I think. Well, time to buy a second one. <sighs> I'm going to have to throw this one away. 
ah, save it and put like uh, paintbrushes in it or oh, something. Okay, that's I can't drink Pens. out of it anymore though. Yeah, that's a bummer. It's right here. I got it right here. Yeah, we're really selling these mugs. They're high quality mugs. This was my own fault. I had it banging around in the sink. Yeah, throwing something happened dishes to in mine too. It probably got banged around. But let's face it, my mugs get banged around. Yeah, like no one's fucking business. There's a lot of mug banging going on, and uh, just two days ago, I realized mine had a big crack. <sighs> like the mug is still intact, but there's like it just looks like a line, almost like a, a hair got stuck to the side of it. Yeah. But then I looked and I'm like, oh, this goes all the way through onto the other side. One of these days it's just going to break apart and spill all over your fucking hard drive. Yeah. So, yeah, I retired it to be like a pen mug or something for my uh office and But that's You know, just... we need you listeners to buy some more of these mugs so we can take the like 5 cents we make on each mug and collect it up so I have enough to buy another mug. Right. I need one too. Yeah, we need to buy two mugs here. So you guys buy some mugs. And also, the beat-up nature of this mug just speaks to the high usage that it gets. Because it's pretty much the only mug I use. Really, once it gets beat up, it totally then 100% has acclimated to the like Lebowski universe. The Lebowski aesthetic. Totally. So it's, it's great, actually. It's perfect now, I think. Maybe I'll auction. We can auction this off somehow. Yeah, I'll really leave the need... <laughs> coffee stain in the bottom, you know? Yeah. It's not too Someone bad down there. Someone can collect your DNA from it and make a clone from you. Yeah, or f- you. frame me for murder. That too. Lots of... Lots of... Yep. Tons All right, of fingerprints on there. Six? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. You're All up right. to bat. So Obviously, this is episode you're not a baseball six. player. <laughs> Obviously, <sighs> you're not a golfer. And I just fucking screwed it up. Okay. <laughs> In this episode, Brad and Adam discuss moisture retention qualities of different hair and beard types. Sure. Because the dude's covered in... Uh, to- toilet water. See, look. Toilet, toilet water. water. It all works out. It all connects. Yes. The artifice versus the spontaneous truth of film as played out on ping pong ball sized bowling ball cracked tiles. So I know this has something to do with the fact when the bowling ball hit the tiles, that shot of that was somehow weird. When you really like look at it close and put it on repeat, you like we were able to tell the way, like, maybe the tiles were pre-cracked. Yeah, I think or, they were pre-cracked. But it obviously wasn't maybe the, the it wasn't the tiles in the room. It's like they did a separate shot where they put tiles, like, on a platform somewhere and dropped a ball and filmed it. And then, it's, you know what I mean? Totally. Yes. And it and when you really look at it, like, really look at it, <laughs> like, really, really look at it, you can kind of tell that that happened. The art of the reveal as practiced by experienced thugs, of course, because they didn't just come in. They built up a dramatic situation and then revealed. So wait, 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 wait. No, no, that's not what this means. No? I don't think so. I think I know exactly what this means. The art of the reveal as practiced by experienced thugs 
Now these it could guys be, weren't experienced thugs. They well, they or are. They? I think they are. They're okay. thugs. They're hot. They, you know, whatever. I think what this means is. I mean, once you said that, I'm like, oh, maybe it did mean that because Wu is standing next to the door and he doesn't move, and then it's like you see him in the. We see him before the dude sees him. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what you were going for, but. What I think this means is, especially since it comes right after the cracked tiles, Mm -hmm. the blonde treehorn thug, he picks up the bowling ball bag, right? He reaches in, but then he turns, he grabs the ball, turns his hand over, so now the bag is on top of the ball, and he's holding the ball, and he whips the bag off to reveal the the ball is resting in his hand. Right. That's not a way that you would do that if you were like, what the fuck? You would reach in and kind of like take got the it. ball out. But right. it's much more cinematic to do it it's the way like he how, did it, uh, like a magician. Yes, I was going to say like how Job from Arrested <laughs> Development would do it. Exactly. Oh, it's a ball. <laughs> but where did the bag go? Yes. <laughs> I think that's what that means. Okay, good. Now I'm with you. That makes right. a ton of sense. That is so logical. It almost hurts my brain. <laughs> the timeliness and cadence of drips. The lack of sanitation of barbecue basting brushes. Very true. Mm-hmm. The slippery invisibility of reflections. Where to put the light? Possible Lebowski sequels, which now we're 10 years later. That thing has been kind of made. Not really. It was a side quill. What, the, what, the one with uh, Turturro? Turturro. The Jesus yeah. Rolls. Yeah. Um, which I'm totally, I know you want, you've voiced in the past, you do not want to watch that. Not really. I'm I'm I have no problem watching it and reporting back. Um, okay, I'm not expecting it to like enlighten the Lebowski universe or anything. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm not going to view it the way you view like the Book of Boba Fett to Star Wars. Like, oh, this is like right. Cre-. But it's just like okay, Torturo made a movie that's really a remake of some French movie, and he decided. Hey, if my character in this, we said he's the Jesus because he's kind of in the same situation. He's out of jail for pederasty or whatever. Get some viral marketing for Get it. Get some I guess. viral marketing. Yeah. And I bet it's a, it could be a, I mean, you know. You never Futuro, know. He does some good shit. I'll wait for your report. But I wouldn't necessarily watch it to be like, oh yeah, I'm such a Lebowski fan. I can't wait for this. I'm, right. I'm not in that right. mindset at all. And I don't think even Turturro was in that mindset right right like it was gonna expand the lebowski universe mm-hmm. but yeah i await oh. your report then I, there's too much other shit to watch that is true i watched season two episode five of barry by the way speaking of too much shit to watch oh, we'll have man. to connect on that oh yeah because oh. i would hate to to um yeah, things, yeah, but that yeah, episode yeah. was so special. Um, I I wonder if it's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, 
Hiya. Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. So fucking amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Um, what else did we have in this episode? Um, uh, yeah, the possible implications for Lebowski when you consider Pee Wee's big adventure and the Beatles in mono. See, you skipped t- over. Is, oh my God, the Beatles in mono. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. You consider Pee-wee's Big Adventure and the Be- Beatles, Beatles and, Mono, and Mono. They have implications for Lebowski. Yeah, apparently. It's all there. And oh, now, I, I skipped. I'm sorry. All-inclusive mind holograms. Yes, you I, did skip that. Which, which is, I don't have any idea about. That's quite an interesting. I want to go back and listen to find out what the all-inclusive mind holograms are like. Yeah. But since we did mention Beatles and, Beatles and Mono, I did want to shout out because I did have it written here as something... I had a lot of little revolver stuff to mention, but that's in the past now. Maybe we'll do a revisit, but I yeah. just will use this to set up to say mono. These mono versions, mono revolver is on that special edition. Yep. Sergeant Pepper's 50th anniversary edition has the original mono as well as part of the deluxe edition. You can find that on, I assume you could find that on Spotify. It is on Apple Music, which I think is probably the most consequential mono version i've always wanted to have sergeant peppers in mono and now it's here we have it why why is that the most consequential because i think it has the most changes it's the most different version because they do different takes of some of the stuff there's effects that aren't present in the stereo version she's leaving home is done in a different key get the fuck out of here the version on Sgt. Pepper's, they um, they uh, they slowed down. They slowed it down slightly. I guess they decided this. They didn't like how the song was too fast, so they slowed it down. In essence, also shifting the key, wow. so you can hear it in its original speed and key in the mono version. It seems like it would be a little less sad if it was sped up. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, it is kind of subtle, but you can instantly also tell that it's different. Couldn't even listen to that song after a while, when I was like in high school. It was just too yeah. fucking sad. Yeah, I hear <sighs> you. I'm looking to see if Spotify has uh, Sergeant Pepper's in mono. Yeah, search for the Sergeant Pepper's Deluxe Edition or 50th Anniversary. I'm not sure exactly how they call it, but it's the 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. And just like in Revolver, one of the discs of it is just the the, the mono version. That would have been, you know, like 2016 or something, right? I think even earlier than that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if it's 50th anniversary, yeah, it would have been. I don't see it. Anyway. Anyway. We can, well, we can revisit that offline. Sure, sure. Quote, unquote, blue in red. Sure, why not? Why not that? Uh, Faulty pin setters. So we're obviously getting into the uh, opening credits now. It seems like it, yeah. Uh, the, the setup business is acumen done. of bowling alley proprietors. Yes, Adam. But yeah, just yeah, we're done with the little uh, intro now. 
Mm-hmm. And, and we then we into get the into the yeah the impact of contrasting fonts in and out of nether regions, which I guess is just describing the opening titles. Yes, the business acumen of bowling alley proprietors. Well, you know the guy is there spraying the shoes. He's doing them all at once in a big row. Is that economy of acumen? scale? That's the business acumen. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if anybody has, we any should probably just clue. re-listen to these fucks and then. Uh, that seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's too much. You know, we could. <laughs> Here I am brainstorming the, the show fans on for. air. <laughs> if we could exactly, what? we could. What? Well, I was gonna say because I just noticed after I read all this on the bottom, it says posted on January 4th, 2013. Yeah, we were fucking slackers even back then. We could just make these posts to match up to like the 10-year anniversary of when they were released. That's too fucking much, though. Yeah, that also seems like a lot of work. It would create a never-ending 10th anniversary because there will always be an episode 10 years previous. Eventually, th- 10 years from now, we'll be talking about this episode right now, still doing this. It would, in essence, be, it would be like a perpetual, you could never get to the end kind of conundrum. Yeah, we, I mean, we did kind of talk about doing that, but you did, uh, you added to it here. You definitely added some value by suggesting we post it on the same date. Yeah. Like imagine, right now I'm just imagining 10 years from today, us talking about this episode, talking about Revolver, and we're like, we have no fucking clue. Who the fuck is Harold Pinter? I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, God. Our 10 years from now selves are going to think our current selves are so stupid. Yeah, unlike now when I look back at my our 10-year-old selves and I'm like, those guys were so much cooler than we are now. We were what doing happened? things. We were. We were making things, you know, creating. Yeah. What are we what are we doing now? We Same were shit. Giving birth through sheer force of will. And now we're just doing the same shit. We're still doing the same shit. <sighs> Do we have time just for a real quick? There's only one of them. Can I do a quick episode of things Brad typed at me? Yeah, yeah. Lay it on us. Okay. Like I said, there's only one. Okay. So here we go. I. (laughs) F plant. (laughs) What? I, I did my best to editorialize how this was deployed at me i it's the letter i now on okay. lowercase lowercase i and then there's a bunch of returns carriage returns okay so line spaces like space, space, space space six yeah. to eight to ten of them i f plant <laughs> Like the letter F? No, E F F P L A N T. E F F plant. One word. All okay. lowercase. Hey, all right. I all of a sudden remember what you're talking about. 
Oh, shit. There were a lot. I just went back to find this. There's a lot more carriage returns than I ever would have imagined. Way more than fucking 10. There's like okay. 25 of them. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. And then it says F plant. I, could, you, I didn't want to put them the all F in plant, here. I remember this. <laughs> F plant makes you remember. <laughs> because it, I was trying to say something about eggplants. <laughs> and when it mistyped F plant as eggplant, I was just like, fuck this. I give up. Like, I'm just not even going to deal with this fucking <laughs> iPhone keyboard. F plant. And I was just like, fuck it. And I just like gave up on whatever I was going to say. I do but remember not before that. So you that's... had hit enter 25 times. <laughs> right. Well, I hit enter 25 times first. And right, I don't that's know what I'm why. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the problem was more me than the iPhone. <laughs> because you had already typed lowercase i and then 25 returns. Right. I was going to say your next something word... like. Oh, your next word was going to be eggplant, and that really would have made sense. <laughs> right. If only. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe I was trying to, like, I wrote I, and I'm like, no, and I was trying to hit back, like, backspace. But I was Why isn't return, it working? Return, 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 Why return. is it running away? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't and run away. And then the I had scrolled all the way up. I couldn't read it anymore, and I was like, okay, good. It's gone. It's gone. Then I was like, okay, now I can say what I want to say about eggplant, and it's like. F plant, fuck this. And then that was it. Yeah. I didn't even really think anything of it at the time. Yeah, it's just the, d- it's par for the course when communicating with me. I just went scrolling through today seeing if I could find something because nothing had really stuck out. This didn't even register with me at the <laughs> it didn't time. Even register. No. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> sure. <sighs> Are you going to send a photo of this grasses, these grasses to that guy? I don't know. Probably uh, not. Probably not. Sure, you, I'll do it. You're do right. You want it to, be though? Done. Don't you think it should be done? Well, this guy is going to say where the grasses came from. That's what I want to know. All right. Well, he's going to say I came from L.A. But yeah, sure. I'll try to send, I'll send it in. I'll see if I can. I, first, I'll just like find this fucking guy on TikTok. I'm sure mm. I could dig him up, though. You could dig him up. Yeah. He's only sleeping. <laughs>